You're listening to The Film Fanatic on Siren Radio with me, Nathan Pound. Last week we took a look at the latest Pixar film, Turning Red, as well as the 2017 thriller film, Escape Room. And this week we'll be taking a look at all the nominations for the 94th Academy Awards, which is coming out this Sunday. And we're going to be taking a look at all the nominations. I'm going to tell you my picks for who is going to win, and also who I predict is going to win. So... Sometimes they're going to be the same answer. Sometimes what I, who I want to win is probably not who I think is going to win. So I think it'll be a fun little um, episode you guys can join in too, thinking of who you think's going to win, who you think isn't going to win, who you want to win, who you think is g- end, going to end up winning. And yeah, so it's kind of the first part of, the, of a two-part Oscar-related series. Because next week we're going to have a quite a big talk about the Oscars with all the controversy this year about the ceremony itself, who if, if my picks and predictions were correct, accurate or not. And yeah, I think both will be pretty fun episodes. So without further ado, I've got the Wikipedia article up right now that has every single category. And we're going to start from the bottom and make our way to the top. Because we're going to make, it's kind of, it starts off with the big hitters like Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Actress, Supporting Screenplay. So let's start from the bottom and work our way up. And just, just a couple of things before we get started. I haven't seen every film nominated. That's a crazy task. And so there are some that I haven't seen and I will express that I haven't seen them. Some of them, some categories, I may not have seen the film, but I've seen, like, related images. So, for example, there is uh, Best Makeup and Hairstyling. Now, in that one, there are four four films out of five that I haven't seen. So, but I have seen pictures of said characters and, you know, where the makeup and hairstyling shines through. But we'll get to that in a couple of minutes. And another thing, there are a few categories we will not be covering, such as the short films, both the live animated, live, live action short films and the animated short films, because I haven't seen any of them. And we're not going to be covering the documentaries, because I haven't seen any of them. Um, I would say um, I'm going to cover Best International Feature Film, but I've only seen one, so I don't think it's fair on the rest of them. So, anyway, with that being said, let's get into it with the first category, on the, which is at the bottom of this list on the Wikipedia page, and that's Best Visual Effects. So in this category, there is Dune, Free Guy, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi and the Legend of, Legend of the Ten Rings, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Now... This is quite a, for visual effects, this is quite a good category. They always seem to get the visual effects nominations pretty accurate, you know. The ones that get it are the ones that deserve it. They have made some slip-ups in the past, like nominating Black Panther, which boggles my mind. But this year, I think they've got it pretty, pretty spot on. There's none, if any of them won, that would be, that'd be a good pick. But I think my pick and also my prediction 
will be Dune because all the visual effects are great, but I think in terms of the film, it's more of a Oscar pleaser. The people who like vote for the Oscars will more likely vote for a film like Dune than a Marvel film, and definitely not Free Guy. If there's any film that I think will is least likely to get it, it's Free Guy. Um, not saying their visual effects are bad, it's just I think that's the last film that the Oscars would pick to win out of the nominated films. So there we go, my pick and prediction is best visual visual effects is June. So coming up next is best film editing. So we, in that category we've got Don't Look Up, June, King Richard, Power of the Dog and Tick Tick Boom. Now... Let's just get one thing out of the way. I don't look up being nominated for best film editing cracked me up because that film's editing is just so bad. It's just terrible. And I don't really get editing that much. I'm not a great editor myself. But there's like a month. They do like little montage segments throughout the film and it, it's just so weird, and it just don't look up. It, if that wins, I'll I'll laugh. And it airs at about two o'clock in the morning, so I'll be waking up my neighbours. So editing King Richard. I mean, King Richard is a good film, but I don't think it really stood out in the editing section. I think it's probably the other three are the top contenders for this category. So June. Power of the Dog, and Tick, Tick, Boom. Personally, this is because I've only just watched this film. I'm going to say my pick is The Power of the Dog because they made a 2 hours and 10 minute slow burn psychological western flyby. It was a, it was it was just a it was a blast and it that feel like the word the wrong wording. It flew by. So I really enjoyed the editing of The Power of the Dog because I just got entranced with the whole, with everything about it. Um, But I'm going to probably predict that it will go to June. I think June will do really well in the technical aspect. It probably will sweep up all the technical um, categories anyway. So my pick is Power of the Dog, but my prediction is June. So, we're going on to Best Costume Design now. And the nominated films for this category are Cruella, Cyrano, June, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story. Now, I haven't seen Cruella, and I haven't seen Cyrano. But, my pick is Cruella. Because I've seen some of the costumes in Cruella, and... It's re- they are really, really good costumes. So, I mean, that's kind of a good thing because that's kind of the whole film's, pu- like, purpose. It's about a fashion designer, so you'd think the fashion would be really good. But I'm going to say my pick is Cruella, but I also really liked the costume design in June, and I've seen June. West Side Story... I think West Side Story got it because of how of um, Maria's dress and how similar to the original it was. Everybody else was just wearing normal people clothes, so it wasn't anything standout. 
But I think, and I think that's what a film should be nominated for Best Costume Design for, for, you know, costumes that make you go, oh, wow, that's really cool, not, oh, wow, that looks like people clothes. Like, June has amazing costume design, and Cruella has really flamboyant and cool-looking costumes. So I think it's either Cruella or June. But I'm going to say my pick and prediction is Cruella for both of them. So in the next category, we're doing Best Makeup and Hairstyling. And the films nominated in that category are Coming to America, Cruella, June, The Eyes of Tammy Faye and House of Gucci. Now, like I said at the beginning, I haven't seen four out of the five films for best makeup and hairstyling. I haven't seen Coming to America, I haven't seen Cruella, I haven't seen The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and I haven't seen House of Gucci. But I've seen pictures of the makeup process, I have seen, you know, the characters, like pictures of the characters, and I think the best makeup and hairstyling should go to The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Because uh, they completely make, they make Jessica Chastain look like a completely different person and it's amazing. House of Gucci, they do some good hairstyling and the makeup, I think the makeup is probably just Jared Leto making him look the way he does. Coming to America, not really. I think Coming to America probably deserved to be in best costume design over best makeup and hairstyling, but... If I were to be honest, I'd say my pick and prediction is The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Just a reminder that you're listening to The Film Fanatic on Siren Radio. So, in the next category, we can it's, it's starting to get a bit better with uh, categories that I'm more interested, slowly but surely, as we're getting into Best Cinematography. Now, this one I've been umming and ahhing for ages because every single film that I've seen has amazing cinematography. So the nominated films are Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy of Macbeth and West Side Story. I haven't seen The Tragedy of Macbeth but I know they've that film's got really good cinematography. But from the ones I've seen I think it's going to go to Dune as uh, Dune again. Actually, I'm going to make my pick The Power of the Dog, but my prediction, June. Okay, just let's shake things up, because the the four films that I've seen, equal contenders for best cinematography. West Side Story had some amazing shots, amazing crane work and dollies. It was just amazing. Nightmare Alley was... Also just amazing. I mean, I remember in my review where I talked about how chilling that one shot is with the bride. Oh, amazing. Um, But I really do think that compared to those, Power of the Dog and June, they are the top contenders. But my pick, my personal, I would want it to be the Power of the Dog. I think June's going to get it, though. So moving on to Best Production Design. So the films nominated there are June, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, Tragedy of Macbeth, and West Side Story. Now, I think, so these are the exact same nominations as Best Cinematography, but I don't think, I don't think my pick's going to be Power of the Dog, because 
I, I just, while it is really good and really immersive and really drew me into the whole Western aesthetic, I don't, you know, you could probably just find some old Western town and film there. Um, but I really think West Side Story dragged me back into that sort of 60s time period. So, as and Nightmare Alley was just as good. So I'm going to say my prediction, my pick, will be Nightmare Alley. And I'm going to make that my prediction as well. June is amazing, don't get me wrong. But I think Nightmare Alley has beats it just for the aesthetic. I wouldn't be surprised if June won it, but I would want it. And I think Nightmare Alley might just pull it in for, for just that immersive like otherworldly feel to it and yeah so that's my predict my pick and prediction for best production design is both nightmare alley we're moving on to best sound now so we've got belfast june no time to die the power of the dog and west side story now mm, it's another technical category so june of course it's at the, it's at the top of my prediction there I'm not really sure why Belfast or No Time to Die are on there. Like, I've got my problems with Belfast, which we'll get into later on. I didn't really like Belfast at all. I think it's quite funny that it's got best sound when half the film is just licensed music. Um, it's, uh, it's probably even more than half the film is licensed music. Um, no Time to Die... I haven't seen I haven't seen No Time to Die in a while, so I can't really think where it stood at in the sound. But I think with the sort of innovation, the thought process that went into making this the world of it's called Arrakis, yeah, Arrakis in June, so otherworldly and all the technology so weird but realistic. I do think June is going to get this one again. So, my pick and prediction for best sound is June. So, there we go. Best original song now. This is the first category, I'm pretty sure, that doesn't have June in it. Yeah. There's no, there's no, rec there's no nomination for June in best original song. So, we've got Be Alive from King Richard. We've got Dos Oregutias from Encanto. Down to Joy from Bel Belfast. No Time to Die from No Time to Die, and Somehow You Do from Four Good Days. Now, I've seen all of these films apart from Four Good Days, but I've listened to Somehow You Do before um, making this episode, and that song is just fine. Um, down, honestly, I, I, don't, I couldn't tell you which song was Down to Joy, because like I said, the vast majority of Belfast was licensed music, so I couldn't tell you which song is down to joy and which one was not down to joy. Um, I think there are other songs that are better in Encanto than Dos Aragutas. Um, Be Alive was just meh, and I think with the track record that Bond songs have had in the past years, uh, when it comes to the Oscars, and it was quite a unique Bond song, I think it's going to go to No Time to Die because 
I quite, I quite like No Time to Die. It grew on me. I didn't. I'm not a massive Billie Eilish fan, but I think it it grew on me. And you add the popularity of Billie Eilish and the track record that the Bond Bond songs have had, it's kind of a no-brainer. I mean, the Oscars have been losing viewers. They'll want to reel people in. What better way than to have a Billie Eilish nominated and then Billie Eilish winning best Oscar winning song. So my prediction there is definitely No Time To Die. Pick and prediction, No Time To Die. Probably the most certain I have been for one. If it's going to be any other, I'm going to say maybe Dos Aragutas because people love love Lin-Manuel Miranda. Lin-Manuel Miranda's done a ton this year. So people will be like, oh, how well is he going to do in the Oscars? So, but I really think it's no times, no times to die. Moving on now, we are going on to Best Original Score. So the nominated films there are Don't Look Up, June, Encanto, Parallel Mothers and The Power of the Dog. And straight off the bat, June. June is going to win, no question. That's my pick and prediction. I mean, the rest of the scores on this category, they're okay. Encanto had a decent score. It kind of gets, like, overshadowed by the music. Don't Look Up. I mean, nothing's outstanding about Don't Look Up. Parallel Mothers, I haven't heard. Power of the Dog, if it's not going to be June, which I highly doubt, I'd want it to go to Power of the Dog. So let's say that's my second pick, but I just think June winning best original score here is just undeniable. I mean, Hans Zimmer needs another Oscar win. To think that of all the amazing scores he's done in the past, he's only won one Academy Award for Lion King. I mean, in my opinion, this score is leagues better than Han, uh, than Lion King, and Lion King's score is one of my favourite things about Lion King. So that's how confident I am that June is going to win Best Original Score. That's my pick and prediction, without a shadow of a doubt. So now, if you're following the Wikipedia article with me, there's the Best Animated Short Film, Best Live Action Short Film, Best Documentary Short Subject, and Best Documentary Feature, as well as Best International Film but I haven't seen any of those, and the only one I have seen of Best International Film is Drive My Car, but I've not even finished that. I'm about two hours in. It's a three-hour-long film. It's about two hours in. We'll cover Drive My Car when we get on to Best Picture. So we're going to zip all the way to Best Animated Feature Film. So in this category, we've got Encanto, Flea, Luca... The Mitchells versus the Machines, and Raya and the Last Dragon. So, I'm I've got my fingers, all my fingers and toes crossed that it's the Mitchells versus the Machines. I rewatched it last night, and it's just an absolute blast. I absolutely love the Mitchells versus the Machines. My kind of humour, my kind of characters, my kind of story, my kind of animation style. It was just a perfect, completely oddball, crazy film. And I loved it. And I'm praying that it wins. But I've got a feeling that Encanto is going to win it. 
Why do I think Encanto is going to win it? Well, it's got that massive talk that Mitchells versus the Machines just didn't have. It came out much more recently, so it's much more in people's thought process. When people think of the best animated feature films of that year, they'll think Encanto. And also, when you think of the history of the best animated feature films winners, there's only been six films that haven't been a Disney-owned film. So that's Shrek, Spirited Away, Wallace and Gromit and the Curse of the Were-Rabbit, Happy Feet, Rango, and what's the last one? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. The rest of the winners were either Disney Animation Studios or it was Pixar. And I'd just like to see another studio win it. I mean, in the past few years, my winners haven't been uh, Disney films anyway. My favourite... There was Soul that I wanted to win last year. But the year before that, I wanted Klaus to win. The year before that, I wanted Into the Spider-Verse to win. And it did. I wanted Loving Vincent to win in 2017. And so on and so forth. I wanted Moana to win in 2016. But Zootopia, for some reason, won it. And I just want... The Mitchells vs. Machines, a film that did something different with the animation medium, did something different. It, it was it was a film about filmmaking as well. I just really hope Mitchell's, the Mitchells vs. the Machines wins it, but I do feel like Encanto is going to win it. So my pick, my most passionate pick, is Mitchells vs. the Machines, but my prediction, unfortunately, is Encanto. And it's going to be so soul-crushing as well because the people who behind the Mitchells vs. the Machines are gunning for it to win so hard. They're putting so much on social media about how much it'd mean to them and stuff. And I just, I really hope for them, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's going to be yet another Disney win. And let's just move on before I get all so emotional about it. So let's move on to Best Adapted Screenplay. So for this category, we've got Coda, Drive My Car, June, The Lost Daughter, and The Power of the Dog. Now my prediction for the Best Adapted Screenplay is The Power of the Dog. The script for The Power of the Dog is just phenomenal. I think just everything about it was just, just really, really great. Um... I don't think June has really a standout script. I, this, the film was amazing and got so much world building done so so well. I can still remember a ton about this June. And it's just from the way that they showed all this world building. It wasn't confusing, it wasn't complicated, it was so much but so digestible. So that's really like worthwhile. But I think the script is really going to start hitting its pace in the sequel. I don't think Coda really... Coda's script was fine, but it was just a bit predictable. Like I said in my letterbox review, it's a very cookie-cutter film. It's not really anything that stands out, apart from the acting. You know, the script, the story, the structure... Cinematography, editing, blah, 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 all of these things, not a standout. So I don't think Coda's going to win it. Drive My Car's script was 
pretty good, but I can tell personally that it was based on a short story like it is. It's just bananas to me. Even even when I'm two-thirds of the way through the film, that it's a three-hour film based on a short story. Like, it feels really... Like, it feels like the writer just got away with himself and just t was typing for ages. I haven't seen The Lost Daughter, but I know that that script is pretty good. But I think my pick and prediction here is going to be on the power of the dog. Just a reminder that you're listening to The Film Fanatic on Siren Radio. Now we move on from Best Adapted Screenplay to Best Original Screenplay. So in this category we've got Belfast, Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza and The Worst Person in the World. And straight away, Licorice Pizza. Licorice Pizza had the best script of all of these scripts. Power of the Dog came close, but Licorice Pizza trumps it. Licorice Pizza needed to ha needs to have more nominations than it does, and it's an absolute crime that it's hot. It's nominated for so little. Licorice Pizza all the way. Don't look up getting original screenplay is an absolute joke. Don't look up getting be winning in um, the SAG Awards. I think it was a couple of days ago. Absolute joke. Don't look up script is garbage. It's so preachy and so. It's so holier than thou and thinks it's gonna change the world and it literally does nothing. It's It says hardly anything and preaches such a bland, like, oh, it's climate change, oh, and it's just, no. It's just so cringe and so how do you do fellow kids. It's, no, I don't like Don't Look Up script. I think it was awful and the fact that it got nominated is an absolute joke i think the fact that it got nominated for anything is an absolute joke okay belfast script was fine but it's there was just some bits of the script that were just really that they were there's belfast is a film belfast is the most oscar baity film i've ever seen in my life all the decisions that were made to me just scream hope maybe this will make us an oscar contender you know from the black and white from the some of the li lines in this dialogue from the absolute cluster of uh licensed music from just everything i don't think belfast is gonna win i really really hope that licorice pizza gets it just because it's the best script I've seen this year. So, we're now moving on to best the actors now. We're going to get in, we're hitting the big the big boys now. So, we're going into the a acting categories. So, best supporting actress first. So, the nominees are uh Jesse Buckley in The Lost Daughter. We've got Ariana DeBose from West Side Story. We've got Judy Dench from Belfast. We've got Kirsten Dunst from P The Power of the Dog. And we've got Owen John Ellis from King Richard. Now, this one's quite a tough one because I can't really think of any that deserve it. It took a while for me to think about it. And I think it's probably deserving to Kirsten Dunst in The Power of the Dog. I can't really say 
who's going to win and who's going to... Because it's kind of up in the air. I haven't seen The Lost Daughter. And I don't think Aaron John Ellis for King Richard is going to get it. Because, put it this way, I thought Aaron John Ellis was the girl who plays Serena Williams. It's not. It's the woman... It, she plays the mother. I can't even remember a single line that the mother says in King Richard. And I remember, remember a lot about King Richard. So the fact that she's got supporting actress and not the girl who plays Serena is bananas to me. But I think Kirsten Dunst deserves it for Power of the Dog. Judy Dench kind of for Belfast, but I didn't like Belfast, so I don't really want her to win. But for let, for to make things easy, why don't we say Kristen Dunst is my pick and Judy Dench is my prediction. The acting in Belfast was probably the best thing about it, but I don't think anything from Belfast is going to win. Probably due to like personal bias because I don't think it deserves to win anything, but that's just me. Let's move on to Best Supporting Actor. So for this, we've got Kieran Hines in Belfast. We've got Troy Kotsur from Coda. Jesse Plemons from The Power of the Dog. J.K. Simmons from Being the Ricardos. And Cody Smith-McPhee in The Power of the Dog. And I think, with a, without a shadow of a doubt, Troy Kotsur in Coda as Frank Rossi, Best Actor. He was just amazing. I loved his performance and he was so he did such a good job and I know I know like I can't I don't know what to say because it he's a he's a deaf character and he's a deaf actor but he was able to do so much despite his di disability and it was just such an amazing and kind of inspiring performance because he did he just did so well now, that's my pick and prediction, but I'm going to have a secondary prediction for Cody Smith-McPhee in The Power of the Dog. Because he was kind of a background character for quite a lot of the film. And then all of a sudden, in the sort of like last half of the film, he became this really complex and really interesting character that I wanted to see more of. And so that's going to be my secondary prediction prediction but I think Troy Kotzer is definitely going to win it for his role in Coda. So moving on now to best actress we've got Jessica Chastain for her role in The Eyes of Tammy Faye. We've got Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter. Penelope Cruz in Parallel Mothers. Nicole Kidman in Being the Ricardos and Kirsten Stewart in Spencer. Now the person I want to win isn't even in this category. I wanted Alana Haim from Licorice Pizza to win because I thought her performance as Alana was just phenomenal. So it's an absolute crime that she wasn't nominated. But my other pick is Kristen Stewart in Spencer. Her performance was just astounding. I haven't seen Eyes of Tammy Faye or Lost Daughter or Parallel Mothers or Being the Ricardos, so I can't comment on those performances, but I really do think Christian Stewart should win. I I should I actually want Alana Haim to, to win, but K Sarah Sarah, whatever will be will be. 
she's not nominated. So Christian Stewart, an amazing performance and really is deserving of that Oscar. So moving on now to Best Actor, we've got Javier Bardem for in Being the Ricardos. We've got Benedict Cumberbatch in The Power of the Dog. We've got Andrew Garfield for Tick Tick Boom. Will Smith for King Richard. And Denzel Washington for Tragedy of Macbeth. So, this one is quite complicated for me. I'm glad that Will Smith finally has a nomination. He's a really good actor. But, I don't think... His performance in King Richard was amazing. But compared to how much effort, how much Andrew Garfield and Benedict Cumberbatch put into their roles, I don't think Will Smith's going to win it. My pick and hopefully prediction is Andrew Garfield for Tick, Tick, Boom, because his performance was just amazing. I loved Tick, Tick, Boom. I've seen it like three times now, just for my own pleasure. And it was just... It's just a perfect film and a perfect performance. And you can just tell how much effort he put into Tick Tick into this film. And when you can when you when I'm watching Tick Tick Boom and then when I think of Will Smith's performance in King Richard, I just feel like so much more effort was put in from Andrew Garfield, so much more passion went into it. I think Will Smith was just kind of playing himself for a lot of that film and then really showed his acting chops in some big scenes. But I think while Will Smith's performance is probably the best thing about King Richard, I don't think it's something that's going to get him that win. But it is a worthwhile nomination. So my pick and prediction is Andrew Garfield. And I would, if not Andrew Garfield, Benedict Cumberbatch. So there we go, that's my best actor. That's my pick and prediction. So my fingers are crossed. My my two most hopeful picks are Andrew Garfield and Mitchells versus the Machines to win. But I'm more confident that Andrew Garfield will win. Just a reminder that you are listening to The Film Fanatic on Siren Radio. So now it's time for the last two categories. Best Director... And the big boy, Best Picture. So for Best Director, we have Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, Ryosuke Hamaguchi from Drive My Car, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog, and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. Now, it's another category where I think my pick and prediction are going to be different. Uh, I think... I want I want Paul Thomas Anderson to win for Licorice Pizza, partly because his direction is just a standing for Licorice Pizza, but also partly due to because Licorice Pizza deserves more. You know, I think the act the fact that not, not no one was nominated for actors was a crime. The fact that no cinematography was nominated as a crime. I I think Licorice Pizza deserved more than what it got so that's my personal opinion i think licorice pizza deserves to win best director for those two reasons but i think jane campion power of the dog is going to win and i'd be happy if it was jane campion for power of the dog because she's probably my second pick but 
Both everybody's direct directing in this film is really good. That can't, that can't be denied. But Kenneth Branagh did do a good job directing the actors and getting the most out of their performances. I mean, there, there are a lot of problems it for me in Belfast, but you got to give credit where credit is due. I do think Kenneth Branagh's directing for Belfast was pretty good. There are just a ton more problems in the film. So, again, per best director. I want it to be Licorice Pizza and Paul Thomas Anson, but I think Jane Campion's probably going to win it. Because also, not only does she deserve to win, it'll make the Oscars look good if they do two female best picture, win best director winners in a row. So, we're going to move on now to the big boy. The one that everybody wants to know the winner of, even though most people don't watch these films. Here we go, best picture. So for best picture, we've got Belfast, Coda, <laughs> Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, June, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Before we get into it, where the heck is Tick Tick Boom? I don't understand that, but, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, is it going to be Belfast? Absolutely not. Not a very good film. Is it going to be Coda? No. Pretty cookie-cutter film. I don't think it's going to win. Is it going to be Don't Look Up? <clears throat> I mean, it, oh man, if it does, that's going to be something else. I really hope it's not Don't Look Up that wins, because I really, really dislike Don't Look Up. Um, is it going to be Drive My Car? Mm. I don't know. I'm only two out. I'm two thirds of the of the way through Drive My Car. I don't think it is going to be because it's not really something that's stuck to me. Is it going to be June? Maybe. Is it going to be King Richard? Mm. If you told me on the day that I watched it if it's going to be King Richard, I'd probably say maybe. But no one's really talking about it, so I don't think King Richard is going to win because it's just not got that buzz. Is it going to be Licorice Pizza? Maybe. Is it going to be Nightmare Alley? Maybe. Is it going to be Power of the Dog? Maybe. Is it going to be West Side Story? Maybe. So we've kind of chucked out the half of them that I don't think are going to win. So we're now picking between June, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog and West Side Story for the ones that are probably most likely to win. Deep down... I want it to be Power of the Dog because that's probably the film I what I liked the most. It had the most to it that I was just astounded by. Do I think it's going to win? I don't know. I think if I really were to boil it down from five to a more... Can, I think the ones that are most likely to win is June, Power of the Dog or West Side Story. I don't think West Side Story is going to win it. I'm really trying here because I had a sort of plan of action on who I think is going to win, who I don't think. But as I've gone through this episode while I've been recording, I've been umming and ahhing Best Picture in my head throughout. Because, you know, June is going to win a ton of the technical ones because it's an absolute technical marvel. But I think, I'm going to say it now, pick and prediction, Power of the Dog. I think... 
I think in terms of filmmaking and everything about it, I think The Power of the Dog is more likely to win. So I'm going to say my pick and prediction is Power of the Dog, but my secondary prediction is June. I, but I don't know. See, I say that, but in the back of my mind, I say, I'm thinking, I'd be surprised if June did win. I'm so conflicted. There are some absolute stinkers in Best Picture. Don't get me wrong. There are some stink, stinking nominations throughout. Most of them are Don't Look Up, but um, Ryan the Last Dragon for Best Animated Film is quite a stinker. But anyway, we're getting sidetracked here. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it now. Power the dog. Best picture. Maybe it's recency bias because I watched it yesterday. I don't know, but I'm gonna say it now. Lock it in with my key. Power the dog is my best picture prediction and pick. So there we go. I thought this episode was gonna be the shortest one, but it end, turns out it's seeming to be one of my longest. So. Those are my predictions and my picks. I'm, I would writ- whittle them all down again, like quickly say them again, but that'll add, add like another five minutes to this episode. So there we go. There are my picks and predictions. I'll relay them again at the start of the next episode where we'll talk about the Oscars. We're definitely going to talk about the controversies that has happened in the past couple of weeks surrounding this ceremony. I've got a lot to say there. I've got a lot to, I'll have a lot to say about the ceremony itself, and I'm quite excited for it. Despite all the controversy and the fact that I used to be more excited about it in the past, I am quite still excited for the Oscars, because I just love films, obviously. I wouldn't be making this show if I didn't. So, hope you enjoyed this episode, hopefully you've been making your own picks and predictions while this episode's going on and we're gonna we'll have a chat about about the oscars next week in next week's episode so that's gonna wrap it up for this episode i hope you enjoyed and in case you don't see you good afternoon good evening and good night (laughs) 